you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's Friday. Yay. Yes. We all made it. And and glory to God, we've gotten through a week of programming, talking about some of the things happening in this country, and then on yesterday, praying um, mm. for the condition that we're in. And so, yay. Congratulations. We all made it to Friday. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show today. Today, we plan to open the phone lines up, um, and we also have some content that we want to communicate, too. So mm-hmm. if you want to talk, we can talk. If you don't, I've got some content that I would like to uh, to <laughs> talk to you about. Um, it's Friday. It's the Gumbo Show. So we usually do a little bit of a lighter show. I do have one article that I've read in, well, one article the story, the subject of the article has been covered in a couple of different places. Um, but it's just a bizarre, one of those uh, bizarre stories mm-hmm. that I figured uh, since it's Friday, we could uh, give people a little bit of comedic relief, um, especially for those who love to be punny. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Um, because this story <laughs> has kind of grabbed people's attention okay. and the puns are pouring in. And I read this uh, same account and, two different places, like the details of it, two different places. And (laughs) there seems to be no limit or no end to the puns. Mm. People are very, very creative. So here is the story. A New Jersey woman um, uh, posted a picture of what she stumbled upon in um, near a creek near Veterans Park, I guess near where she lives Mm -hmm. uh, in New Jersey. And she stumbled upon just along this creek, 500 pounds of cooked pasta. Wait, what? 500 pounds of... 500 pounds? Cooked pasta, of pasta, of like pasta, spaghetti. Like outside pina, in the creek? Rigatoni. Like, uh, like just, just outside. It was dumped outside among the trees. Wow. Now, the crazy thing is, so I'm looking, there are two, there's a Washington Post story that said the pasta was believed to be cooked initially, but turns out it was not cooked that it just had been exposed to moisture. So I guess kind yeah. of started. <laughs> it got soft because of the if, water. And if was... the pictures I'm looking at are the actual pictures of yeah. what happened, uh, it looks cooked to me because, you know, yeah. there's a certain way that cooked pasta comes to rest. Like it doesn't, I mean, I don't right. know. Anyway, 500 pounds 500 of pasta. Pounds. Wow. And they don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get us started here. I'm going to get us started here. So they're trying to figure out where it came from. It's mission impastable. (laughs) Yes. No. Okay. Um, Feel free people. You can, you can (laughs) run with this. You can have a little fun. I've read some of the puns already that are really, really good. Uh, I don't know if, if our listeners will be able to top some of these Reddit users. This is what they do all day. You know, for the other people who have jobs, 
uh, you probably don't just spend your days making up puns. Right. Anyway, but no, this is a story. The woman's name is Nina Jokovitz, or Jokanovitz is her name. Uh, she ran for city council in the past. She was walking through a creek near Veterans Park in Old Bridge, New Jersey, where she found the heaping mounds of this. This article says it was cooked. I, if the pictures are <laughs> the actual pictures. It looks cooked to me. So Man, I don't know. I don't if, know what the Washington Post is talking about. If you saw that when you were walking, would you go and see what it was? Kind of. But it, man, just imagine yeah. like how that like pasta like going to from check a it distance. Out. It looked it probably like worms. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's pasta. Like, yeah, there's very. But, I, mean, I, I don't know it, if the pasta, pasta could attack but, you though. No, but like, I'm saying you know, you from a so? distance, will you go over there and just be like, oh, what is this? So it was okay. So let me let me describe it to you, and then you tell me. You because I'm I haven't seen that the same question. Okay, I'll throw that same picture. question at you. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe one of our uh, listeners can post a picture of it real quick in the in the turban so that you can take a look at it. But it was heaping mounds of cooked spaghetti and macaroni. Wow! So, so it was spaghetti and macaroni. Like yeah. Um, That's amazing. I would I would go over and see what's going on. No, I I mean I might not jumping it like leaves you know what i mean i <laughs> right, might not right. you know but i might go over there and just kind of just to see like i mean that's strange that's very strange so anyway strange. there's a <clears throat> excuse me there's a story behind why this woman posted this picture she said that her um local the public works department is notorious for not taking care of the public, like not taking mm. care of public property. And so she said, oh, look, and add to all of this, this huge mound of pot, like what is yeah. this and why is it here? So she was trying to make a point. I'm going to tell you now, of course, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to write the story for, for the Jersey folks, mm-hmm. but because she kind of has like grievance with the city and nobody knows where 500 pounds of pasta came from. And she posted the picture. She says she didn't expect it to go viral. She was just trying to make a point. She was complaining and saying and, and, you know, add to all of the other things they don't take care of. Now they've got this pasta that's just hanging out here. I wonder if she's not the source of the pasta. <laughs> I mean, like, nah, she wouldn't do that. 500 pounds of cooked pasta. That's First crazy. of all, how long does it take in New Orleans? We would say burl. How long does it take to burl that much pasta? It depends on the size of your pot. <laughs> you know <laughs> how many trips do you have to make down to the creek to unload 500 pounds of pasta like right. i just don't have a point of reference i mean did for they that. check with the italian restaurants in the area did they kind of go and say hey you know seemed like that would be something that you would want to do like well you know we found 500 pounds of pasta would you happen to know anything about this you know? Yeah, I that's what I would do. I would I would start down at Louis. I mean Mario, then, Luigi. Then I'd make yeah. my way over to Mario's. <laughs> Man, Watch crazy. this. I'd also go down to the local Vitaglianos oh. and uh and check. <laughs> Stop. Hey, hey Eddie, we got some pasta over here. We don't know where it came from. So uh so we open you can help us out over here. We got some that is this is right. That's amazing. Like, what what I'm doing right now. Would be frowned upon in the larger population <laughs> of wokeism. Oh man, wokeism! Okay, like, like this would be so bad. What? Like what I'm doing right now. So glad I don't live there. Speaking and of wokeism, I, I saw yeah. I saw that this month is uh, what is it? Asian American and Islander Heritage Pas- Month. Oh, Pacific okay. Island. Yeah, I was like, is that man, new? I don't know. It's probably okay. not new, but I think it's like. Is getting more traction, and I was like, okay. man, you know. So, what are the benefits of that? Is that you know, sort I don't of like, know. I, you know, one like thing. History I, month? Well, I think so. I think because on one of those channels, I saw they were highlighting 
different ones like Yao Ming and people in okay. history. So it seemed <laughs> like this is the same thing. But I'm like, dude, like if you are an American, yeah. Every month is your month. Like, yeah. let's stop this. That's what I think. Anyway. I, we've been uh. saying this for so long. Like, we, we, you know, we used to say this a lot uh, during Black History Month, you know, and, mm-hmm. and try to make the case for, and and I would say not only saying it, but we tried to live this and, and still ongoingly with yeah. our kids in the way that we teach them history. In fact, we actively search for the type of history curricula that will just tell America's history. Like, yeah. we just, we don't want, you know unique focus like just just tell the history so if you've got a black person who contributes to the founding of this country okay my question is at what time what period in history did that person contribute like Mm -hmm. talk about that when you're talking about that in history don't like you know and i understand that historically that was not done but i'm like man can't we be better and be by being better i don't mean that you single people out and say because of their color or you know ethnicity whatever we want to we want to make a big deal but just like tell the history just tell what the person did and you know any good book you include pictures so if you got pictures then we can see that all of this is happening now i do i don't want to over be you know overly simplistic in my my thinking on this i do yeah. recognize that there is a there's a reason why that history is important and there's a reason right. why that history was suppressed and how we have to rediscover things. But I think once you get to the point where you've rediscovered it, now we should try to be that once again melting pot or toss salad that we are. Exactly. And and so I'm not throwing shade on that month or this month for that, but it just sticks out to me that, you know, it's like we try so hard, this country tries so hard to like, well, you are in, you know, minority person yeah. so you need yeah. to have this it's like man no i'm an american and so like i don't really need a month because every month <laughs> i'm still american yeah. yeah you know so yeah. i don't know whatever we, I know some we people have, don't like that but hey i know especially people who have a vested interest in the division yeah. you know it's it's interesting because we find all kinds of ways that we can make people unaware that they're celebrating the division you know that they're focusing on the division and and focusing on all the ways that we are different and so people Obviously, they don't even pay attention to the fact that they're doing it. But at the same time, we are creating safe spaces for all kinds of like deviancy. So it's it's like overload in what what you're supposed to be paying attention to. Right. We are constantly being told what we're supposed to pay attention to and what we're supposed to care about. I was reading this article and I thought, man, this is just really, really crazy. This is a Christian Post article. Mm-hmm. Um some of some companies in America are already sending out and Kroger is among them. Mm. Kroger is among them. What are, they, what are they doing? Um, they're already sending out trigger warnings ahead of Mother's Day. Trigger warnings. Why? Yeah, that's a great question. So some of America's biggest companies are sending out the equivalent of trigger warnings for their customers. Um while at the same time they are featuring LGBTQ messaging on uh, their yeah. websites. A now viral thread from Twitter user Arizona Informer shows several screenshots of opt-out messaging from Kroger, Levi Strauss, DoorDash, and other well-known companies with language that includes uh, calling Mother's Day and Father's Day sensitive times and that the holidays can even be triggering. So to me, this falls into the gender studies category, right? Hmm. Where not, not all people identify as mothers, and and to to uh, celebrate Mother's Day, like okay. not do you understand what I'm saying? Not yeah. so because these things Come are on. biologically specific. Aye. 
Okay. And, and I, and now I'm trying to think on the other side here. I don't know that this is exactly the reason I don't, these companies are not giving a reason for this, Right. but can you imagine? So I was reading this and I thought, wow, I, you know, I have apps, you know, for these companies, some of them, mm-hmm. namely <laughs> Kroger, mm-hmm. I have apps and I don't get a trigger warning when there is pride month happening. I don't get a warning saying, hey, and we're going to be sending because, out some messaging. Yeah, you won't because Do you're you supposed to accept that. Like, you don't exactly. need to be triggered by that. If you're triggered by that, and you're so, homophobic. Okay, but and, but and then so, but let's go a step further. If I am triggered by that, what is my responsibility to deal with it? Mm. I'm supposed to deal with it. Yeah. But now you are going to expect mothers, all right, mm. to to shop at your stores because mm-hmm. <laughs> okay and and also probably the fathers and the children who are going to be buying the flowers are probably going to be coming to these stores that right. are issuing these trigger warnings and to that I say don't go to these stores these mm. stores sorry I had to drop off a little bit there but don't go to these <laughs> stores um if if why why are we issuing um trigger warnings for mother's day I wonder if and for say, Father's say, Day. Say, yeah, how's he going to wonder about that Father's Day? But anyway, yeah, this, that's crazy. It just shows you where we are. You know, I, I'm like, it, it really makes no sense. It's like, it's almost like they feel like they have to do whatever it takes to make sure that everybody know that we're woke and that we're That's like, exactly what it is. You know, that's and, and here's the call. The call from the companies was, um, if you want to opt out of these notices, if you don't want to to receive these messages or these push push notifications, if you don't want to receive this, then let us know. You'll still get our other notifications. We'll let you know when there's sales and events and all of that stuff. But if you don't want to be bombarded with these like maternal messages, Ooh. right, then let us know <laughs> and we'll make sure not to overload you with that. I just, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you something. I, I think, as long as we don't say anything and and people are just free companies, companies specifically, are just free to do this type of thing. That's what's going to continue. Man, I know I give Candace Owens a hard time, but I was watching a clip with you. We were watching this clip together. And um, and I thought she made an excellent point, you know, in all of the places that Dylan Mulvaney has been celebrated in all of these so-called women's spaces masquerading as a caricature of a woman. It wasn't until his face was on beer cans that the men rose up and the <laughs> men said, no, not in this space. <laughs> you know, I think that's both sad and encouraging. And I may be able to unpack that on the other side of the break. Um but my goodness, Mother's Day now? Come on, mothers. Like, what What do we say to that? Do we want trigger warnings issued ahead of Mother's Day? No, but we probably are not going to do much about it. All right. Um, here's the number, 888-589-8840. We'll take the break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. It's the Friday edition. We call it the Gumbo Show. Everything goes into the pot within reason. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Jonathan Baker. We're giving the gospel. You know, I was taking a closer look at the article trying to figure out if they had any leads on the pasta situation in New Jersey. And as I was reading down a little bit further, 
the woman who is named in the story makes the joke about this being a mission impossible. Mm. I sincerely thought that was my joke. Like I thought uh-huh. I was clever. So I just, <laughs> I just want to say maybe in the recesses of my mind, cause I did read this story in two places, but That's I want to give funny. her credit. Like I would never want to steal her joke. <laughs> I felt like that was my joke though. I mean, surely it came to someone else. Maybe I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so if you got, if you got puns around the pasta discovery, I'll give you one that's already in the article. So I'm not, you know, taking this from you (laughs) unless you're holding with your pun. Um, They, they, they are saying that they're looking for the people who dumped all the pasta because they should be locked up in a penne tenchery. (laughs) Penne tenchery. tenchery. All right. But then Reddit, Reddit users. All right. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. Will the great, where do we go? All right. Let's go to Randy in Louisiana. Hi, Randy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you? Okay. Oh, I'm doing great. I just got to say, though, um, they're probably looking for some kind of imposter who did that. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Yes, they are. (laughs) Very good, sir. uh, Monday, I believe you talked about discipleship, and that really... Uh, spoke to me because that's something uh, I've been really getting into and sure. and maybe I can give an encouragement to uh, other pastors and church yes. leaders out there. Uh, something our church did uh, last year, we, just, we did a thing called School of Discipleship. Mm. Four classes and basically we're just going over the, the basics, how to be a disciple so we can disciple others. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is people come into the church, hey, you say a prayer, you come to the end, and everything's going to be good. Just read the Bible. But there's, like you guys always say, you're getting the milk, but you're never getting the meat. And that's mm. something we're changing in our church. Praise God. And I, awesome. I just hope that all the other churches in America can really get to the meat, become a disciple. But you got to know what the Word says. you got to know what is really meant to be a Christian person following after Jesus, not Amen. the world. Yeah. And that's something that's really been speaking to me a lot. It's changing my life, and when you guys was, was saying that, and it's so true, we are just, and like Abe says, we have discipled our way out mm-hmm. into this predicament we're in as a country, mm-hmm. and the only way we're going to do it is we have to disciple it within the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Randy, thank, thank you, you so Randy. much. I think it's so key what our brother's talking about, and he's referring to, by the way, our Monday show was that um, there's a new some new information out, new data that suggests that the majority of pastors don't enjoy um, discipleship. Um, training, you know, mm-hmm. the, the kind of the one-on-one, what I call really, it, that's really the work work. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that's, it's that's true. where we really kind of, I, I don't know. And I don't want to describe it in any way that's ugly or not productive, but that's where you get your hands dirty. Will the great, you said this uh, several years back. Well, many, many years back, you've been saying this for a long time. You said, you know, um, the Lord has invited us to be fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once you catch the fish, you got to clean them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and that's that's the it discipleship process. It's, it's it does not take clean, work. it's dirty. You know, it takes time. It takes patience. It, you know, and that's the thing. I think the the easier thing would be just to say, well, come to church or, you know, just, um, you know, uh, say this prayer or whatever it may be. But after that, then what? You know, and that's why it's so I, I remember being in campus ministry and it was so important that we did follow up, mm-hmm. you know, that it wasn't just that people came to the event and even responded, but 
man, we needed their numbers. We needed their, you know, email, whatever it was, you know, yeah. to be able to to visit them and say, hey, I know you came here and, you know, I want to just talk to you more further, you know, yeah. and then you have, you invite to Bible studies and you have one-on-one meetings. Like all that stuff is, is so important in the life of a believer. And I think because a lot of people have not gotten that, you know, a lot of a lot. That's why we still have a lot of babes who've been yeah. who's been in church yeah. for years, yep. but still in their understanding of what this really is, they're babes. So yeah, yeah. and it's so important. I I think if we return to that, not as um, you know, some sort of auxiliary or not not as an option, something that might be nice to have in in church, but as a mandate. I mean, that's that's what it is. The call is to make disciples to make followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who know what that entails as our brother Randy was just suggesting here like that you know what that means what does it mean now that you've decided to follow Jesus Uh, I think that's the hard work and returning that conviction to the church is not going to be easy because we do have generations of easy converts Mm. you know you walk an aisle um, you get baptized and then and then people don't really care about now how you treat your wife they don't mm. care about how you treat your husband. Yeah. They don't care about if you honor your parents. Like they, none of that matters. It's just okay. Did we make a convert? Right. Oh man, we're we're really we are instructed to make disciples, mm. to make disciplined followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, doing what He's commanded. The Lord said, the Lord Jesus Christ said that if you continue in My Word, mm. then you are truly disciples, disciples of, of mine. mine. That's right. So like people say, well, we, you know, we can't judge. We can't know. Okay. But if the person does not continue in the teachings of the Lord, if the person does not continue in God's word, then the person is not a follower and not a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You could be an avid fan. Mm. You could be somebody really enamored. You know what I mean? But what does it mean to be a disciplined follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? That's, that's where we've got to get back to. So thank you so much for calling Randy. I appreciate that. Um, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Lillian in Texas. Hi, Lillian. Hi, y'all. Hey, Hello. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, definitely a blessing because I have an important message to share. Okay. Right now, uh, Texas is uh, Texas. Uh, the legislation, um, the House of Representatives, is voting for for or against Bill HB fourteen. I'm asking for everyone nationwide to stand in agreement with me that this bill will be passed because it will end this transgender utilization of our children. I personally, as a single Christian mom in Texas, have experienced a very horrible experience because I would not affirm my daughter's gender Mm. and CPS got involved and I was forced to admit my daughter into an acute facility in October and I haven't seen her since because I will not comply with this madness. Jesus is on my side and I knew that when this happened, I delved in the word. I study every day. I spend all day with him. And I'm telling you, it's about relationship. The enemy has us so blinded because they think it's about religion. Religion is taking over. It's not a religion. It's about a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ who gave his life, his life. Is anybody else around these LGBTQ willing to give their lives for our children? Hmm. No, 
they want to kill our children. Lillian, can I just let me just ask you a question? I'm I'm listening here, and man, my my heart is really breaking with you, and my heart is going out to you as I'm listening. And I understand that you know this is uh, it's overwhelming to even communicate, but I want to make sure that I'm understanding you well here. Are you saying that you lost your daughter? That Child Protective Services got involved because you refused to affirm. A lie. You are you saying that your daughter uh, was identifying as a boy or as a male, and you refused to go along with that? And you're saying they got involved, and then help me understand what happened once CPS got involved. I was forced to take my daughter to the emergency room. Cops showed up at my door. Um, they took my daughter to the emergency room. I got a ride up to the emergency room. All my rights as a parent were stripped away. Oh my I was not allowed to be around my daughter until they wanted me to sign paperwork. Um, I'm dealing with several health issues myself, and I couldn't stay at the hospital all day. So the next day I went back up there. And that was the day that I was forced to admit my daughter into an acute facility that is close by the hospital, the the emergency children's hospital. And I haven't seen my daughter since. And I can tell you it was a horrible experience. I've been looking for a lawyer. I, I haven't been able to find one in all this time. Once I did find one, on March 17th, I found a lawyer who was willing to take my case, but I do not have the funds. Well, let me, let me ask you this. And, let let, let mm-hmm. me ask you this. So yeah. I'm just tr- trying to get clarity. The reason that you were at, uh, brought to the emergency room, why is that? What, did she try to hurt herself? Like, why, why did... Yes, because I would not affirm her gender. Oh, and so because of that, they, f- they feel like you are the one that drove her to this and so, um, yes. I got you. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wow. So, I have proof that my daughter had an online groomer. I wow. have proof. I have proof that, uh, well, first of all, uh, researching during all of this time and just staying in laws, and, and my discernment has gotten so strong. Okay. I'm sitting here, and I'm researching things. Um, in regards to her elementary school because she was sexually abused in fifth grade and it was swept under the rug. In sixth grade, in middle school, she had a first-year theater teacher fresh out of college who transitioned my daughter under my nose, told my daughter not to say anything to me. I was not informed when my daughter was suicidal. Wow. Lillian, let me let me this is this is probably not um, not appropriate to go into much more detail with you on this. But can I ask you to stay on the line? We're going to send you back over to Victory. And and we if you're comfortable, we'd like to get some contact information from you to see what we can do to put you in contact with people who can help you. You are not alone. You are not the only parent. Unfortunately, you are not the only parent in this country who has, and I don't know if to this extent, I mean, this just sounds horrific to me, um, but there are other cases right now of parents 
who their parental rights have come under attack because they've told their children the truth. And I think that's always been the aim. That's what we've talked about um, for so long on this program, that that was the aim. That was the intent that parents would be stripped of their parental rights in this country over sexual deviancy. So if you would uh, stay on the line, excuse me, and um, we would like to get some contact information from you and see how how we might be able to help you as a ministry, as an organization, connect you with the people who are on the front lines fighting this battle very specifically because there are those who are on the front lines fighting this battle. So if you would just stay on the line, um, we would connect you. Um, We'll get your information and and try to help as best we can. Thank you so much for calling. I I really do appreciate it. My heart heart breaks. This this is very upsetting to to try to process uh, publicly at the moment. Um, but thank you, Lillian. I appreciate you calling. We're going to go back to the phone lines here. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where where do we go now? All right, let's go to Scott in Louisiana. Hi, Scott. Hey, Will and Mickey. It's been a while uh, since I got to talk, talk to y'all. And, man, I, that's that's tough to follow. Oh, man, my goodness. It's, it just, it's I, I, there are no words. But, but, I, but I want, it is Friday. Yes. Right? And this yes, is a lighter is. show. That's right. Uh, but a long ago, I put away my Zippo and my Bic because I don't smoke. So as far as being a lighter show, I, I don't know how close that is. But uh, I do have a motive for the dumping of that 500 pounds. Uh, you see, I think it was the pasta. It's best by date. And so it was the <laughs> But, wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Jokes aside, past, you know, I always try to say the best by from Louisiana. But anyway, uh, the main thing, and I think this ties into every subject that you talk about every week, yeah. uh, us as Christians, and, and I'm not going to, uh, this is not against anyone in particular, but just a reminder, I guess, we love to sit in, in Sunday school classrooms across the United States and talk about the sin outside the walls. And the sin outside the walls is terrible. Uh, transgender leads to non-binary. Non-binary leads to being a number, a faceless, genderless number. And that's that's the goal. We, we've read the, the end of the story. But what about the sin in our own lives? And I'm not saying everybody's a terrible person. Sure. We're all sinners, saved by grace. But at the same time, we, we, we talk about how evil these things are, and yet we'll watch maybe. I mean, this is this is an application thing. Some people watch television shows that glamorize this stuff. Mm, you're uh, absolutely right. In some respect, right? We're talking about yeah. G-rated television. Not when I mean, I'm 63 years old, so G-rating is not the same as it used to be. No. Uh, you know, back when I was a, a little boy, uh, the man and the woman wouldn't even be in the same bed, even though right. they were married mm-hmm. on TV, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But, but so what we embrace and accept as Christians, it, it's got to do with discipleship. Yeah. But it's I got to do with a mindset of holiness. Mm. Yes. That if oh, God man. is who he says he is, yeah. and we say that we believe that he is, and we say, oh, Jesus is Lord of my life. Well, most of the time. I mean, there's times I take a vacation from being a Christian. No, I'm a Christian all the time, mm-hmm. everywhere, in every place. Mm-hmm. And we need to be strong and united in the faith to stand yes. firm against even the small stuff. So this big stuff doesn't even happen. Yeah. Mm. But it may be too late. You know, we, we've read the end of the book. So, <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Let's, Scott, thank, thank you. you so much. Listen, our brother is, is spot on in his observations about 
these these small compromises that are really not small when you think of it, but the compromises that are present in our own lives that give way to what we see happening at large in our culture. Yeah. Only the church, those who follow the Lord Jesus Christ, are the ones tasked with being salt and light, right? Like the wicked are not going to do that. It's it's That's our job, and we sadly have failed. We'll grab the break, and we'll be right back. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was then I felt I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. Of course, it's, but it's up to you, right? So we'll talk about what you want to talk about. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Trip Lee at the cross. All right, we've got a full bank of calls, as I understand. And mm-hmm. so we'll go right back to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we headed? All right, let's see. Let's go to Judy in North Carolina. Hi, Judy. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Go ahead. Um, so I was thinking about the uh, pasta. Yeah. Oh, sure. And the word apostle, apostle came to my mind. <sighs> and I just think it speaks preparedness to be prepared, not just in hard times for food, but our souls. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, thank, thank you, you for Judy. Sharing that. I, I appreciate that. Now, I, I wasn't sure if I if there was a, a pun present in that. No, I think with, that was pretty serious. That, that was, was a serious one. Yes. That was a, okay. Yes. I, so so okay. I, I think hearing, you know, about the pasta, it just brought that to our mind. It was like, you know, about being prepared, like apostles. So, yeah, I don't think that was a um, the, a funny pun, a punny. It's not. It's not. Okay. All right. I just, <laughs> just want to make sure I just didn't want to leave Judy hanging if there was something in that that was it was if it was both maybe not <laughs> okay maybe i miss her judy thank you so much i appreciate you calling in will the great where do we go next let's go to demetrius in texas hi demetrius hey how you doing will mickey good Hello. good uh first and foremost wow with the ladies that called in just a little bit ago oh, my heart boy. is breaking too my goodness i share that with as soon as we get home pray for her and, and if listening whoever uh, you are not alone. You have many brothers and sisters around the world that just heard that, and I encourage everybody to pray for her. Absolutely. And don't give up, sister. Don't give up, sister. You fight for your daughter. You mm. fight. Um, with that, I, I heard also that you guys, somebody mentioned about the judging of one another in the church. You know, we hear that all the time. No, don't be judging nobody. Don't be judging. <laughs> well, in Acts, excuse me, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul specifically talks about judging the things in the church, Amen. not the things of the world. In 12, 13, 12 and 13, it says, after all, do I have any business judging those who are outside the Christian faith? Isn't it your business to judge those who are inside? God will judge those who are outside. <laughs> Remove the wicked man from among you. Come so on. Uh, I, I called before. I did 25 years in prison, and I have zero tolerance for the excusing of sinful behavior and turn around and saying that I'm a Christian, not going to happen. I can't, I can't eat that. Mm -hmm. Um, Those that are Christians, 
Yeah, I'm not saying that we're perfect, but we, sometimes people lean too much on that excuse that I'm not perfect. You know what? The yeah. Word says we're to strive for holiness and perfection. Amen. If we fall, we get up. Or I have a brother like you guys and sister like you to come alongside and say, brother, that's not what God raised you from the right. dead. Mm. Right, right. Come on. Come that's it. And, and lift me up when I fall down. Yeah. That is what Paul was talking about of coming alongside your brother and bearing one another's burdens, mm. not just about, oh, because he doesn't have no money or he doesn't have no food. How about when we fall in, fall in on our faith uh, on spiritual matters? Mm. Mm. You, know, does, yeah. so we'll, I, I, you know, you're a pastor, and uh, you're not going to let nobody in your congregation just be left by the wayside without coming along saying, hey, brother, this ain't right. Mm. Right. Amen. Yeah. You're going to correct them. You're going to correct it. And if a person says they're a Christian, they've opened the door to accountability. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is so well said. Yes. No, brother, thank, thank you, you so Demetrius. much. Listen, that, that is so well said. I think that's something that we often overlook, that when a person says they're a Christian, you've now submitted yourself to the body. Yes. Like this, this means that we are all living in community together. Like we, we are mutually to be blessings of one another. Like it's and not it's just for this. your benefit, like yes. to have the yes. body of Christ, to be able to see those areas, maybe blind spots that we have, mm-hmm. you know, that we can't see to have, to be in fellowship with other believers that may be able to see that and say, mm-hmm. Hey, man, I just want to ask you about this or talk about this, you know, and we, ha- and it takes boldness to do that because you, you know, you're not trying to offend people, but man, the truth and, and what's, what God's word says is all built into the body of Christ that we can That's help right. each other through accountability, you know? And so That's when we right. when we don't have that, man, we, we hurt ourselves. Well, the great, can I make a request? Can we go to Dennis? Dennis is listening to us in Mississippi and yes. he actually wants to pray for Lillian from Texas. And our brother Demetrius just brought this up. And I'm seeing that we have Dennis on the line who actually wants to to pray now. And, and man, I, I'd, I'd love that. Okay. Hi, Dennis. How you doing? Good, good. Well, uh, let's start with this culture proof. <laughs> culture proof warrior. Um, hmm. Let me just pray for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, thanks for this day. Thank you for what you've given us and what you've done for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. We don't look to the donkey or the elephant for safety or for salvation. You are the glorious and holy God. Amen. Please lift up Lillian. Let her know she's not alone. Be strong. There are many people here to pray for you and love you. Do not give up. The evil one is trying to take away our kids. I'm trying to take away the women. He's trying to take away. Let's just pray and lift them up. Dear Father, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, I do pray. And all these things, we pray for our leaders. We pray for the very unborn children. Yesterday was National Day of Prayer. Father, thank you for that day. But we need to pray every day and Amen. every minute and to have a relationship, not a religion. We have a relationship with you, Father, and we are praying for our nation. Let us not forget the holy nation, the holy Jerusalem, that when you come back, that you will be there and to lift us up and pray for those people who are lost. Pray for those people who are blind. You made us out of dirt, and that man was blind, and you spit on the ground, and you made him see. Let us all open our eyes and see 
the truth and the love and the hmm. of your glory, glory, holy name, and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. you, Dennis. Thank we you, appreciate Dennis. you calling in. Appreciate the burden of your heart. Like it, there is there is no other family like the family Man, of God. Come on. Come on. There is no other family where you can have people um, across state lines to connect with one another right. and, and to, to be moved to the point of, man, what's the action that, what, what are we going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Um, there is no family like the family of God. So I just want to say thank you for that display. Thank you for the opportunity to make much of who God is and that he put us in this family together to be able to bear one another's burdens and to do that in prayer. So thank you so much, Dennis. I appreciate it. Uh, Will the Great, let's go back to the phone lines. Where are we headed? Let's go to Bill in Texas. Hi, Bill. Howdy, uh, brother and sister. I love y'all. Uh, God bless. Uh, I saw this thing uh, where the Navy has put out this uh, this drag queen as a some kind of digital ambassador or something like that. I'm mm. I'm Navy retired. My wife put up with it for 28 years, and she Thank still takes good service. care of me. And you know, it's the whole family makes the sacrifice. A lot of people don't realize that. No, you're right. Yeah. But it really bothers me because I think it was last year the Navy announced they were adding two weeks to boot camp, and I thought, man, that is great. That means we'll have better trained sailors, better trained war fighters. You know, we need a military that can fight when it becomes necessary to protect our nation. Mm -hmm. But they put out this drag queen for some for recruiting purposes. Mm -hmm. We're lowering our standards already Mm -hmm. to get more people in because of all this wokeness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not saying everything that happened in the military was good, but some of the greatest things in my life. Hmm. was in the military yeah. and I'm not in it anymore. I'm too old to go. I'm 76. Hmm. And, uh, but I still love the military and it breaks my heart to see yeah. what's happening to this nation and to our military. Yeah. And, um, and this poor woman that's losing her child to the state, you can do something. If, if, if somebody tries to kidnap your child or hurt your child and you, and you're there, you can defend the child, you can fight, you can whatever you have to do. But what when the state steals your child to oh, abuse your child? That just breaks my heart. Yeah. And I do have a little thing about the pasta. Uh, do you, are y'all old enough to remember the movie The Blob or maybe seen a rerun of it? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think so. so it yeah. was vaguely familiar. from outer space or mm-hmm. something, and it would eat things up. I think it would grow bigger. Yeah. Well. I would walk past her because it might be the blob. <laughs> I would walk past her. <laughs> thank you so thank much. Thank you, Bill. I want to say thank you also for serving Man. this country. Thank yes. you for what you've done. You know, I Man. I don't want to think that um I don't want to think that we don't have any more of of this caliber that you're describing. You right. know what I mean? Uh but it seems like everywhere we look we don't that, that's what it appears to be when you extend training because of diversity, equity and inclusion. Right. And you've got a military that's already weak. And I mean, uh, and yeah, can you imagine being in the military in the past and looking at what's happened, not no. happening now? Absolutely. Man, it has to be a source of like, oh, my goodness. Like, Grief. We, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. from where it's just it's, yeah, it's, sad. it's sad. It's absolutely sad. And 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 I, you know, unfortunately, to the point that our brother Bill was making about, you know, you have um I guess you have a recourse when when your kids are directly attacked. Right. You can do something. Um, 
Yeah. But when when your own government Man. is is working against you um, to have your kids, <sighs> to have your kids. Um, yeah. But I, I can, let me let me say this, though. Uh, it's not fatal. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not fatal because wherever kids are involved, there's something that is drawn out of parents. And that's a, it's a God given response. Mm-hmm. And so the response that we heard coming from our sister is a God given response. Right. Yeah. I heard her say that her discernment has increased, that she's aware of what has happened. Mm-hmm. And so whenever whenever parents are are when there's a strike against parents, mm-hmm. they show up, they respond. Now we've we've been encouraged to kind of weaken that response, right? But those who fear the Lord, those who know him, those who are not caught up in this culture right. are not weak in that response. Right. <clears throat> and so we will continue in prayer for our sister and others like her. Yeah. She's not alone. Um but then also encouraging her to take the steps that are necessary um to not be a victim of our government. Right. which is what is happening in this country in so many ways. All right, well, the great, where do we go next? Let's go to David in Mississippi. Hi, David. Hey, Addison, how y'all doing today? Hello, doing hello. Doing great. Great. Um, I just wanted to say first, Will, your Wednesday with Will program this week um, just really, really hit home. I'm, I'm so thankful that there are people out there that are talking about the severity of sin and we're not to walk in that way anymore. I just, um, I just really appreciate it. I don't think it's being talked about enough from the pulpit. I think that uh, people want this uh, uh, seeking mentality rather than, you know, once you're saved, you're, you're to be changed. You're mm. to, right. to walk in his righteousness Amen. and his righteousness alone. And he gives us everything we need to avoid um, sin. I mean, he mm-hmm. provides a way out. That's I right. mean, mm-hmm. the word says it. And, right. um, Amen. And, 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 and Miki, for you, uh, I just want you to know, I got the TikTok uh, video that you put together on mm. the warning for mm-hmm. parents. And oh, yes, sir. I put it out on my facebook page um this morning so uh, i just you. thank y'all for your your fight um and i love y'all so. oh love we you love you too god, god bless, bless you. you brother i I, you. I hope that that is that is helpful that's one of those moments where you know we've done programs we've talked about it and then will the great is sitting in meetings and there's a discussion internally you know how are we going to respond how do we equip um people who look to the american family association and Will the Great says, well, Miki has some research. She can do a video. So so we do it and we put it out. And I'm I'm Man. I'm happy to hear that it's a blessing, that it's helpful. Thank you so much for that. Let's try to squeeze in one more call. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Ronnie in Mississippi. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, uh, Will. Hey, Miki. Just want to let you know real quick, the lady that called in on the prayer day. Oh, what a blessing. What a prayer. I realized mm. how weak I was in my prayer when I heard that lady pray. She touched my heart. And uh, I just want to say I've been talking to my wife about going uh, to the ark and everything. And I told her, Mickey is the only lady I know that can talk as fast as you can. (laughs) And so I say, honey, because I pick her up every evening when I get off work, I pick her up. We talk about y'all all all the time, but I wish she could meet y'all and hear y'all. She's a a teacher, so she's in school all day. She don't get to hear it. But uh, anyway, 
but I just want to tell you, we've been married 45 years, and, wow. and I know, Will, you never had one uh, argument with me. <laughs> I never had oh, one. Oh, well, Ronnie, you might be surprised, <laughs> you, okay? You might be surprised at the stoicism <laughs> and um, the quiet uh, response <laughs> That says you're wrong and the conviction of the Holy uh, Spirit, right? Like you don't have to have a whole lot of words. I'd, lo- I'd look forward to meeting your wife. We could have a very short conversation since we both talk so quickly, <laughs> which would benefit the husbands. That's what the husbands always want. Short conversations <laughs> coming from the wives among themselves. We're out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.